We are coming towards you, madmen, shredding your death talk. Ah, that den of those elegant people with their old ideas, smugness, and just drive them insane. It's just about me keeping it real. I always said where I came from. Black and brown and Asian and Native American people have always been the first victims of oppression and repression in this country. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. Welcome to the Exit the Matrix podcast. I am Amin Drulaw, a.k.a. Uh, Amin Habibi, a.k.a. Uh, Amin TMK, FKA, Drulaw, FKA, Big Country, FKA. <laughs> All the things. I'm here with uh, Emoja the Mo Man Sumler, my big homie, my Yo. big, big homie. What's up, Mo Man? What's Yo. going on, bro? It's the motherfucking Mo Man. Also known as the little tanky that could. Also known as <laughs> I wish a little motherfucker would. Also known as the wildest intellectual nigga that you ever met in the fucking hood. What? Yeah, you don't like Brussels sprouts, man. Fuck Brussels sprouts, bro. Why are we we gonna start with this <laughs> shit right there? We right. Look, all right, so I'm gonna I put just... it out there. Okay, look, all my little vegetarian friends, all my little foodie ass friends, all my niggas can cook. Okay, that's so like that's some real shit. That's canon. All you niggas can cook. All you niggas then tried to cook me motherfucking Brussels sprouts. Look, the nigga Courageous did it. You know what I'm saying? Off in Knoxville. I, I don't think I've tried yours yet. Mine are basic, though. I don't think you're going to like mine. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you're already admitting this. Just some regular shit, man. Hey, look, make me some cauliflower shit, man. I feel like that's underrated right now. Let's, let's, let's bring up... Let's sell... Brussels sprout stock. Yeah. Let's buy cauliflower stock. I am in the streets known as the Sultan of Cauliflower. See what I'm saying? I don't know if you knew that or not. No. Yeah. See, we can have peace there. We get this, this, this there we are. Peace right. and I know you can't I know you can't tell, but uh this is the exit the matrix podcast where we basically just talk about everything that's going on and sort of the millennial consciousness through a revolution revolutionary lens. Um, you know, we'll get into our accolades and all that stuff. We're both Leos, so I just want to give that as a caveat as Quotes. well. You're gonna be hearing a lot of <laughs> a lot of humble brags and things like that. Um, but the first thing, the first thing I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, the uh, the Academy Awards <laughs> were just this past week, or at least the, at the time of this podcast, for the one for us recording it. I'm sure. Right. It will, We'll play it in July, and people will be like, "Well, that was months ago." But these niggas it, late, Brad. These niggas right, mad no late. facts. So, uh, so the Academy Awards um, were last week. Uh, there was two things, two things that I'm gonna let you have it. Two things <laughs> that I thought were very interesting about the Academy Awards. Not that I watched literally a second of it, but you know, of course, it's like in your consciousness because of right. Instagram and Twitter and all these people that are in the know that you follow. You know, so the first thing was. It was like the lowest ratings in like maybe I think I read ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the lowest ratings in like the last fifteen I mean, years. But, but who really gives a shit about that shit though? Like really, like uh, you know, I only care to get mad. You know what I'm saying? Because like the shit I want to win never wins. You know what I'm saying? And and like they nominated just to like slap you in the fucking face. Like hey, we know this dope shit came out. We know you motherfuckers seen this shit. We know y'all got expectations. Hey, but we gonna give it to. 12 white men. <laughs> the gripping story of 12 yeah. white men beset by the inequities of a multipolar world facing the fuck. Yeah, you know, I hear you, starring Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gary Oldman, though. One yeah. of the. One yeah, of the I fucked with him. I few, probably would watch the shit yeah, if he was damn, in it. Damn facts. <laughs> facts like shit. So, so what? Okay, so that was. So that brings me to my second. My second thing was. Um. The movie Green Book. Have you have you heard of the movie Green Book? I mean, of course I heard of this shit. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's I haven't I I don't even want to bring up a hey, synopsis. Because, hey, but do you, do you know anybody that actually went to see that shit? No, no, I don't. That's why I think th that brings you to my point. We were just talking about right. Hulk Hogan, but it just brings you to the point. I think the most you know the most popular movies are just for basic people and schmegular people because they have the largest population. That's not to say that. Actors that play in these movies are not incredible. It's not to say that 
people who work in the production are incredible. There's so much talent within the industry. I'm not denying that. But out of all of that stuff, the movie that, like we were just talking about, The Green Book, it, it cleaned up. It cleaned up. It's just one well, of those. They're, 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 that's always going to happen, right? When you're talking about a movie like that, because you're talking about a movie that, right, in, 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 a, in, a, in a society that's built on a framework of white supremacy and, and toxic masculine patriarchal value systems, right? The the racist that does good is like the most, it's the most heartwarming story. It's the most American of stories. What's so interesting to me is it's always how the patriarchal white man right. discovers himself right. through the process of loving others. Right. It's never a situation where it's like, oh, I'm going to use this privileges in this and this and this awakening that I've experienced in this movie to then go, you know, engage in, uh, you know, things that are against the white supremacist status right. quo. It's no, look at me. I've I've healed. Right. Everyone check me out. And I think that's what all white people want. I think it's and, their fantasy. And it's look their- at how it, right, and it disrupts right traditional uh, expectations of station in a way that empowers uh, the the normally disenfranchised position of a chauffeur who gets to say wild, wild, outlandishly racist shit to someone that is in a far higher class bracket, right? Can you imagine this shit? Like driving Miss Daisy and he drive around like, why the fuck is white women fucked up? <laughs> I, can we talk about that? What's the shit with the douching and shit? What the fuck is Amy Schumer? What I can't understand why people. Yeah, I get Driving it. Driving Miss Daisy, the tell the heartwarming story of. <laughs> no, I was gonna play the soundtrack in the background. Yeah, yeah. Get the trailer here. <laughs> but okay, so can I ask? This is a question I have for you: Is you know at what point? Because I know the exact moment when I realized award shows were bullshit. But I want to he- hear yours. Was there a moment where you were just like? First of all, was there a moment you were ever into it? And if so, when was the moment you were like, "Nah, I'm I'm over this." Man, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm not trying to be the super wokest dude, but like, I was never really into that shit. Like, even when I was a kid, like, there's some movie, and it's such a weird thing, right? Because if a movie I like has a lot of Oscars, I'd be on that shit. Like, yeah, motherfucker, like the last emperor, nigga. You need, uh, you, need <laughs> you need to understand about Emperor Henry Puyi, man. He was the last dynastic fucking emperor of China. I mean, that movie won like twelve fucking Oscars, man. But then you'll be like, man, motherfucking, fuck the fucking Oscars, man. Like, when it's the green... <laughs> yeah, when it's the green book. I, you know, I and I used to... not. I'm not saying cape for the Oscars, but I thought out of all of those large mm. <clears throat> award shows, the Oscars was the ones where I could look at and go... Probably, yeah. You know, this is the closest thing. I mean, you know, it, it, the, the ratings are low, and I, I don't think... I think people are really disconnected, but I'm going to give you the exact story, and I think mm. you're going to know where I'm going with this, okay. of when I decided that all award shows were bullshit. And it wasn't the Academy Awards. It was the Grammys. Okay. And a yeah. few years ago, <laughs> I mean, it might have been more than a few years. It might have been like half a decade ago. I'm not sure. Jeez. Um, there was the best rap category. Okay. The best rap cor- category. And uh, if you know, um, the, have you ever heard of the album Good Kid, Mad City? That is a young, hood young and named Kendrick, Kendrick, Sir Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. And... I we don't have to talk about Kendrick here, but could you can you say that that album is not a generational classic album, Bruh, So Kendrick Lamar, good story, uh, good story on that. Good kid, Mad City. I remember this was back when I still lived in uh, Arkansas. Was when that when that when that uh, when that CD came out, and uh, the homie Matthew Cuban Hernandez. Shout out Cuban. Shout out Cuban. Was bringing me just like, you know, it's the fucking LA shit, Mo. You gotta fuck with this shit. Man, we would, I think it was me, him, and some other poet. I can't fucking remember. We went to the fucking range, bruh, after listening to fucking uh, Man Down. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we have to really go on Buzz Guns now. We have to do this. Right. So I'm gonna just let, so that's just to say that, you know, that album, it was just, it just felt like it was the the new conversation was being happening with rap. After that album came out, whether you liked him or not, or whatever you were at at that point, it, it was, was a cultural undeni- moment. Facts. Everybody was feeling facts. that. Everybody got stories facts. associated with their life with that album. How it fucked with them. <sighs> You're just giving them facts right now. It, it ran a year. Okay, so did we, that? We, did we, that? Did that? Did that album win? It was nominated. Uh, it was nominated. It but was I'm gonna nominated. let you know who did win. Who won? I'm gonna let you who know who did win. Macklemore, the Green Book of Rap. <laughs> 
See, it's the same you story. Was waiting on that over one, wasn't you? And over and over and over. It's the white dude that makes you feel good about a multipolar, challenging black world. It's well, I think, man, when you juxtapose the two albums and you juxtapose the two people, it which you are supposed to do if you're in an award show. Right. I, I just can't imagine in any reality where you listen to Good Kid Mad City, which is like we said, generational classic, and then listen to Macklemore. Full stop. Because there's no person that listen to both. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's people that listen to both. Oh god. I talk I Why? you know, I my, I have poems Why? about Macklemore how much I hate him. Oh. And I he's such a microcosm for whiteness and in and white media mediocrity in, in uh, white whiteness in front Wait, of everything. Why, like I don't fuck with him either, but like this is why like to me, like when little Dickie came out, it was more honest. It's like you're just here for the fucking claim. You're honest about being here for the fucking claim. And there's like I just like I see I see the hustle in you. I don't respect you, but I respect the fact you being honest about this and shit. And let's be honest right now. Macklemore versus Lil Dicky in a rap battle right now. It is a landslide. Oh, he'll get washed. Little Dicky no, will I mean, he will fuck fucking wash you. I'm not here no, for, for him. No, for real. No cape for dude. Right, no cape for dude. I'm just saying Lyrically, what <laughs> he will he, fucking watch Macklemore, I mean, bro. I mean, Macklemore, anyway. So yeah. that's the first time I just looked at it and said, okay, award shows cannot be looked at with with any sort of, um, you know, I don't know, I guess I don't know what the word, but there's just no. Any type of reverie. Any type of, you know, just. Hey, hey but my nigga, I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, 10 great years of Kevin Feige produced fucking wonderful uh, Marvel movies. 10 years. But now, out of 10 years of products, we finally have a superhero movie that, oh my God, it won an Oscar. You know, it was, it was it won two Oscars. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, but the reason that they do that, once again, goes, it's not to because- dangle of, hope. No, right. <laughs> to dangle hope. It's not, it has nothing to do, like these, you don't understand, like these Academy Award people are so up there ass, snooty, patootie, Bruh, ass They Lord people. of the Ring that shit. They gave him all these fucking technical awards. Technical awards. No, wait, not best story. Not you know what I'm saying. Not best picture. Not not best actor. Not best supporting actor. It's they loaded the ring, the motherfuckers, man. You know, and I'm not here to tell you that the best movies of the year are superhero movies. I think that they they're really enjoyable for me. I, I don't look at any as a cultural s- moment. It's a cultural moment that should be acknowledged, you know, and I think that was their whole desire because they wanted to put in the popular movie category. Yeah, I mean, it was like, we feel like you put them shits in there just to bring your ratings up and it still don't work because we like, man, fuck the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. But And that's the one that holds the most weight, bro. That's the one that holds the most weight. So really, man, it's one of those dubious things, man. It's like, it's great if you get it. If you don't get it, like... I would never like let my like like you know what I'm saying. If I could even be in a type, you know what I, I am in it for is like really the fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, shit. It's like the Met Gala, bro. Like it's next to the Met Gala. Like you gonna see the wildest shit at the fucking Oscars. Like niggas really gonna like really, man. They gonna drip. They gonna come through dripping. Yeah, and I can just watch that on Instagram. And that's real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no need for me to ever give it any attention. I will rap Facts. anyway. So let's I'm gonna let's parlay that. Let's let's right. actually, you know what's a something that's just crazy to happen? A white lady who I used to work with that I haven't worked with in I don't know, six months, just calling and left a voicemail. Oh. Yeah. I swear to God, if I was more savage, I would just straight up play this voicemail right oh, now. Oh, is he gone? No, 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 I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Gonna do it. You got to protect white women, man. If you that's a, that's a goddamn fact. They, uh, by <laughs> the way, uh, this is not to, uh, for anybody that was offended by my cruel and callous comment about uh, the wonderful portrayal of Miss Daisy. I understand her victimhood and uh, the fact that she is in all situations right. Right. Good. Thank you for that caveat, you know, because I know that the FBI is watching at all times yeah. and I, I assume that there are many clandestine organizations that are watching us together <laughs> at any one time now listen listen okay when you're young you learn about the alphabet and what they do <laughs> okay let's leave it right there let's just let's move on to the next segment how Boom. you feel about that so we were talking about um uh you know the academy awards and award shows in general but um yeah what uh what celebrity crushes do you have now? And, Bruh. and, and, because I, I know there are many. I have many and I have a list here. But, um, your, what was the first, the very first celebrity crush that you had? I mean, if I'm honest, uh, the very first celebrity crush I had 
was Drew Barrymore. Like, I've always Interesting. had... Man, Drew Barrymore just fucking... We the same fucking age, bro. And, like, you know, when they talk about the Kinsey scale from, like, the zero to ten, like, what's your heterosexuality? What's, what's, your, what's your pliability? What's your fluidity? You know, where you at? On a spectrum, I was spectrum motherfucking Drew Barrymore, bro. Like, I was in, like, kindergarten when E.T. came out. Maybe first grade, some shit. And I was just like, oh, my God, that girl's so fucking cute. I hope she in my class. Why can't Drew Barrymore be in my And she just kept getting hotter, bro, like, every fucking year. Like, and then I, like, like I think about, like, um, like fucking Charlie's Angel, which, shout out to fucking Charlie's Angel. One of the greatest fucking guilty pleasure movies. Oh, motherfucker. And, uh, like, in the second one, is like, fucking Drew Barrymore, fine ass. Lucy Liu. Yo, God, Lucy Liu. You know what I'm saying? And fucking Demi Moore. Demi Moore hit him with the... I was never good. Wait, I thought that I was, was Cameron Diaz. Great. Cameron Diaz was in there, too. Uh, Drew, oh, Demi, Demi Moore was the in, villain. She yo, was, Demi Moore, when she was in strip She was a baddie, bro. Dang. Stri- she, Demi is a, another long-time baddie. Oh, yeah, but, Demi Moore. But if I had to summertime. choose, bro, it would definitely be Drew Barrymore. All right. Man, shout out to... But you know, that was the shit I loved about Demi Moore, man. Because, like, fuck your motherfucking gender... Uh, your your age stereotype. She was out there cougaring it up with fucking Ashton Kutcher. Like, hey, for I sure. want this little. But she put that shit on his ass, boy. Oh, yeah, for real, he was swimming in the sauce. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> was I was so the... jealous of that nigga, man. I fucking hate Ashton Kutcher, I man. No, man. Dang. What was that with Drew Barrymore though? Man? Like, she was with Tim Green, whack ass or whatever the fuck. Remember Tom Green? Tom Green. I was like, oh, her stock went to an A minus. I, I still that... couldn't downgrade it to a B though. Yeah, well, I think she went for the the risky. The risky relationship, the sensational right. relationship. I don't know if there was there really a moment she would looked at Tom Green and was like, "Oh my God, he makes me feel." I think you know, so, tingly. man. I really do. And here's why, man. I think it's the Jessica Rabbit situation. Which again, shout out to motherfucking Jessica Rabbit. Shout out Jessica Rabbit. Drew Barrymore has had such a fucking chaotic life, such a trauma filled life. Think about all the shit that was happening to child fucking actors in Hollywood. You think she didn't experience all that shit? Like she was doing fucking, she was doing cocaine at parties at fucking yeah. eight and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I Jesus. feel like she has such a fucking serious life. Someone like Tom Green could make her laugh. Like on some dead ass Roger Rabbit shit. I feel like she really loved that dude. Nah, that's right. logical. That's Who about logical. you? Who about you? Um, well, I, I had a, a different sort of... Your, this, your crush really just shows how incredibly logical you are. <laughs> oh, this person is my age. We could actually meet. We could do all that. I just want to let you know. My mind has existed very little logic, which, Bruh, you know I'm, what I'm saying? I am the Ravenclaw as Ravenclaw <laughs> right, so ever Ravenclaw. Let me Hufflepuff my way here to ridiculous ideas of love. <laughs> um, so I do remember having crushes on girls at the age of, in second grade. I do remember that. Mm. And I'm not going to tell you about that story, but I am going to tell you the first time that I saw a music video mm. with uh, three artists, actually, but two of them are on screen. You may have heard of them, Salt and Pepper. Oh, you know, my Salt God. Pepper. How you going to forget Spinderella, though? She <laughs> no, was Spinderella. the finest. No, no, no. I don't, I, I do, I'm not telling you that oh, she wasn't the finest okay. or that she wasn't incredibly talented. That's why I, I said three okay. in, in okay. that moment. Okay. But um, at that time, as a, you know... Seven year old, <laughs> I didn't know the intricacies of We're DJing about and sex, babe. I, but it was the push it video. I do remember push oh, it. Oh shit! And I caught a glimpse of it, that and was I a moment, bro. I was mesmerized, and I had never <laughs> felt this way about about anyone. And I just I, so I guess it's both of them. I, I don't I, see. That was what I was gonna ask. Yeah, if it's not Spinderella, is it Salt or is it Peppa for you? I mean, I'm definitely Team Peppa. If it's not Spinderella, it's Peppa. I mean, I'm here. I like. I at this. I didn't think of it that far. I honestly was just like, these two women are dancing, and they seem. Mm. Su- they had swag too. I think it, when I had a young age, I still I understood swag on a very intellectual yeah. level, and I could I could picture it, you know. And I said, like, and they just have a lot of swag. That's the Herbie Lovebug era of hip hop, man. Like he yeah. was on top of the world for a minute. He had Saw and Pepper. He had Kid and Play. Yeah, Kwame. They were like the number fucking. They were the, the number one acts, man. Yeah, house, uh, house party was. I, I Fuck just yeah. was the biggest thing. Yep. Yeah, I back always then. felt like secretly kidding playing Saw and Pepper was gonna get. I mean, like that's my young ass brain. Like, well, it just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I didn't even know what shipping was, bro. Like, I shipped uh, Boys to Men and fucking uh, In Vogue. I'm like, well, these motherfuckers should go on tour and they should all just get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me because I thought you despised like anything R and B. Well, now because them yeah. all right. niggas ain't waving. All right, all right. But back then you was you was rocking with eh. 
with okay so okay so this is what i want to know now who are your celebrity crushes now oh shit I, you know um, i don't know if we have enough time but sade man how the fuck does she keep getting fucking finer and fucking finer dude yeah. she's in some sort of i think she goes into some sort of chamber man. she sleeps in a chamber and it like rejuvenates <laughs> her body who the nigga to keep breaking her fucking heart what the fuck is wrong you're a fucking monster dude if there is anything we know about patriarchy and misogyny <laughs> and what it does to men oh my god you will <laughs> it doesn't matter how incredibly bruh, fine and talented you are some nigga making Sade think that she is not enough bruh oh no, man I just wanna fuck him up bruh <laughs> what the fuck fucking enough for the rest of us bruh god damn it dude <laughs> Um. Yeah, definitely Sade, man. Uh, Zazie Beats, man. God. All right, Zazie Beats is definitely Tessa in my Thompson. Top three. Tessa Thompson oh, is up there. Oh God, for sure. I actually watched uh this movie with Zazie Beats specifically because <laughs> she was in it, and I just remember watching the movie. And every time she got away from camera, I would like go back to my phone. Damn, and bro, like, you really trashing Deadpool, man. Yeah. It's hard. No, no, it wasn't Deadpool. It wasn't Deadpool. It wasn't Deadpool. I know, you know. She was cool in Deadpool for sure, you know what I'm saying? But there's nothing like Atlanta, bro. There's nothing about what she does to me in Atlanta. Just smoking weed, just asking for the bare minimum, Mm. just a good mom, just out here doing what she got to do. She's ride or die. And she's just summertime fine in the winter, man. Man, So anyway, I didn't want to take up. Yeah, I didn't want to take up your your your. That's it. That's it. Who you got? Well, I definitely like I said, um, you know, I think my aesthetic and what I really enjoy are just like you going to talk about Art. that that real artsy, weird yeah, black girl like that you arts, love? Yeah, artsy black woman. That, What's her that, name? That's, that's for sure. So that would definitely go. Uh, two of them, I think, you know, they're both they're both rappers. They're both incredibly silly, and they're both incredibly mm. talented. Uh, Lady LeSure. Mm. I know you know about Lady LeSure. I do, oh, I do, goodness. I do. Yeah. She's one of the only celebrities I follow on the gram. Mm. Um, and what is it about black girls with British accents, bro? <sighs> What the fuck, oh man? Just take God, my fucking bro. soul. Fucking pentagram my shit. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You got Here's me. my wallet. Here's all the things that you need. <laughs> yeah. Let me just live the life for Kareem as long Bailey as possible. Kareem Bailey Ray. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? What's uh, what's the, the girl uh, fucking... She was married to Tricky Kid. Um, she sings for a lot of uh, Massive Attack. Um, man, that's your... Oh. There well, we'll think of it, you know, look it up or something like that. So, yeah, I would say Lady sure for sure. You already, and then we were talking about this earlier to uh, Tierra Wack, um, who has this incredible um, visual album called Wack World. It's, it's pretty old, but, and at, at this time, you know, in terms of music, it's like eight months old or something crazy like that. So it's like basically irrelevant. But um, it's, she's super, she's super fine. And then, oh, dang, oh, who's the last person I was thinking of? Um, Martina Topley Bird. That's ooh, it. Greatest dang. voice. See, that, that, I guess, but you wouldn't call it R and B. But, but that, you know, trip hop. Trip hop got my R and B. I got you. I got you. I I don't really know what classifies as R and B anymore. Actually, mm, real. Because I think that there's like this R and B that there's this like a throwback to the '90s with right. a sort of an updated man. Uh, it's just sort of updated with the newest trends and the phrases, right. and it just feels like. Yeah, old it, music done right it got spun out right because like jilly yeah. from philly god damn it mm. oh that's another we talk about crushes there you go right there right but know? like but she's not r&b right she's neo soul slash right. slash right i think it's hard to be like a woman in r&b like you right. i always feel like the king of r&b that was such a big conversation <laughs> you know but no one ever talks about the queen of r&b or right. anything like that. and i think it's just because it is this like there's this really I don't know if it's just kind of pretentious love. Oh, it love is the most important thing. It's oh, right. are you with me? Why don't you love me? I have to cheat on you. I have to come back. And it it's should such be a, codependent as shit, man. Yeah, like it's super surface level, and I think Facts. that's a problem for sure. Facts. But Frank Ocean, you know Frank Ocean. I keep He's incredible. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean is incredible. You know, as R and B goes. Um. Yeah. So I. You is know, he I, one of your celebrity this, crushes? Um, you know, I'm not necessarily attracted to masculinity in men, mm. but I will tell you, Frank Ocean, if there's anybody... As a goddamn handsome man. If there is anybody, <laughs> yeah. it is Frank, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I wanted to take this, this, uh, this time on, just before I forgot, you know, to let everybody know, you know, you can follow us on all the social media things uh, at uh, Matrix Podcast, and feel free to email us at exitthematrixpodcast at gmail.com and visit the site exitthematrixpodcast.com. Um, I did kind of want to get into some um, some more political things. I know we were talking about this earlier when we were talking about Venezuela. And right, right. That, that, um, everything that's going on with uh, 
uh, with that. Um, when we were talking about <clears throat> just how <laughs> this is a pretty uh, mean turn right here. <laughs> right. I get it. Please expect that when we're on here. We're going to go back and forth from, you know. Uh, it's all the things you need yeah. to know, and you need to know a lot of things. You need to know a lot of complicated human beings. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we're Leos, and we feel like we got to tell you. Right. We have to tell you. Um, but just um, about the term, you know, like democracy and how we use democracy. Not right. how we use it, of course, but like how, you know, the the Schmegular right. consciousness uses democracy. Like it, it People exists. People willing to die so, for words they don't understand. Yeah, like a democracy which doesn't exist There's anywhere. There's never in the history one. of the world been a democracy, right? Yeah. Now, this is where all the white dudes are going to check in and be like, well, actually, Athens. No, fuck you, not Athens, because women couldn't vote. People that were owned as slaves couldn't vote. If you didn't own land in Athens, you couldn't vote. Fuck you, Mr. Mister Super. Well, actually, there has never been a democracy that's existed in the history of the world. Has there ever been a word that white men have said more than well actually? Mr. Well actually. Yeah, Jeez. that's the <laughs> we'll have to add that to the to the glossary of terms. <laughs> the glossary. Oh yeah, we're working on a glossary of terms to help you understand about what we're talking about because we, you know, we have to truncate a lot of the language because there's so mm -hmm. much information that goes on. So, we're working on a glossary. Feel free to email us your own terms right. that you use. And just uh, add it to the to <laughs> the woke dictionary, man. <laughs> the woke dictionary. And that has been dubbed, hashtag, my friend. Hashtag. Can I Get it already, yeah, yeah already, yeah. bro. We still don't understand we're on a podcast. We can't be dapping each other up. I'm sorry, man. My nigga just so cool, though. You know, the fuck uh, yeah. I'm supposed to do? Nah, you you stamp that shit heavy. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, dang, but yeah. Uh, so just um, you know that concept of uh, the demo you know, democracy. And I, I know you were, we were talking about this right. a little earlier, like the term jingoism. You know, like, right, right, right. Um, just kind of like friend, people are dying in the Middle East for democracy. That's a lie. Yeah. I mean, they are—they're literally dying for the word democracy, but they're not dying to defend democracy. Like at the best, we were once a representational uh, republic, right? We're not even that now. Now it's—it's it's somewhere between an oligarchy, a, the a theocratic oligarchy, and plutocracy. Yeah, which is just—I mean, honestly, like this is how I feel about that, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought those things up because, like, that's the a part of the woke dictionary, right. woke dictionary, if you will, you know. And I, and I think that it's just sort of like the way people feel about socialism and, and uh, capitalism and communism, you know what I'm saying? Like as these ideologies that you can only adhere to one aspect of them, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I think democracy is the word in of itself is, you know, been jumbled up in all of these different things. And it, it comes with a lot of different baggage, mm. you know, but like you were talking about, there's never been a democracy. We can't Ever. even understand, you know what I mean? The full complexities of what that would even look like. And even if we, if we lived in a democracy, I mean, nothing that exists today would look the same, you know? No, no, no. Because you imagine that, right? Right? There's no Congress, right? Maybe you have an executive branch, but <clears throat> all legislation is handled by, like, every single bill that comes to be maybe gets uh, sent to every single American on your smartphone. And you vote for what you vote for. Because you won't, you should, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, there are ways, like, even voting could be done through smartphones right now. Like, you're telling me I can do bank things through my phone? I can transfer money. There but are I, far more important things done on a phone other right. than voting. But you it could I mean? be done. Like, you no, know no, what no, I'm saying? I, it could be done. It could be done tomorrow. And I think, you know, that's another conversation when people who give you this blank. I'm not going to go too far. Into right, this, right, right, right. The blanket statement of, oh, you know, if you don't vote, you know, then you can't say anything. You know, I hear, I hear people say that. Right. Not my circle would never right. say that to my face. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, if you don't vote, then you don't have the right to say anything about it, you know? And think but about if, the, yeah. the voting irregularities in America, right? How many, was there like a couple hundred thousand votes they got, like they had to just be tossed in Florida for the latest Gillum race? Think about that. I mean, I th yeah. And think also, about all of the votes with, uh, with Stacey Abrams. And, and yeah, isn't there a recount going on right now? In North Carolina. In North for Carolina. For voting irregularities. The United States, as is rated by many different uh, organizations, including the United Nations, actually has one of the least uh, corruption-free methodologies. Because, mm. you know, Stalin once said, he who votes determines nothing. He who count the votes determines everything. And these are things that we have to consider, right? Like if Stalin never did one thing, he gave us that quote, and it's something to really consider. Now, you know where one of the most uh, uh, tamper-free elections are in the world? Oh, no. Go ahead and tell me. According to Jimmy Carter, right, who has reviewed 92 different nations voting all around the world, 
he rates Venezuela as the least corrupt place where voting happens in the world. Yeah, and well, it's it's so interesting to me. This okay, so this is a great. This is a, actually something I'm I'm so glad you brought up because, you know, I remember and I'm, I don't know how anyone could forget. You know, the biggest conversation was how Russia meddled within the election. You know, right. and all these different things and. <clears throat> And I think you have to look at your, if you look at your country as something you feel can be manipulated, you know what I'm saying? You have to understand the causes of how and why and, and what those things are and how those things are happening. So if you, if you are that concerned about, um, you know, the, 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 the honor of, you know, elections and things like that, you, you can't just pick and choose whenever you want to and say, okay, this is when you know, the elections are right and this is when the elections are not right because it, elections inherently are are messed up you right. know, everywhere, every, even Venezuela, everywhere right. in the country because, you know, if it's not accessible to vote, you know, and you can't, there's age limits and all kind of different right. things. I mean, voter mm -hmm. suppression is a real thing. And even before that, you know, even if voter suppression didn't exist, you still have, like you said, when we were talking about one day to vote, you know, there's absentee. Right. But all this stuff is complicated. Right. And I'm a smart person. Yeah, think about people that have disabilities, people that have chronic injuries, chronic illness, mental unwellness, you know, and this is the one day. Like, you're super politically motivated, but now you're not in a place where you can go to the poll wait for four or five hours. Maybe you don't have a, a job type situation where like they just gonna be like, hey, you know, I went to vote, you know? And so like now it becomes something that favors the people that have more access to free time, that have more access to mobility, that have more access to health, that have more access to the comfort of like, well, my job, you know, is gonna understand, right? Or maybe you're just, you know, uh, independently wealthy and you don't have to worry about it. So those people are favored. Well, I think not even that. I mean, you have to have an ID. Right. And how I, I honestly like right. I mean having an ID is not an easy thing because and you have to have your your social security card you have right. to have, or you have to have your birth certificate. I remember one time I had to go to the DMV um or the MVA the the uh, in Maryland it's called the MVA. Um and I had an issue because they thought that my I have tons of names mm. because I'm Palestinian. So right. you know you got to have your named after your uncle, your dad, your grandfather, your great great, you know Grand, what is that you know, though, right? Like that's something like American culture, Western culture. We just they just don't get it, man. I remember having a crush on a girl in high school, um, and she was Portuguese, and she had four names. It was, and I, still, <laughs> I was such a fucking dork, bro. It was no chance, and she was like the hottest baddie in the right. school, right? She had a five point grade point average. Like they, she had a whole extra grade point five point oh. That's a ridiculous right. dream they sold people and they right. made it a thing. But right. okay, go ahead. Right. Her name was Marta Elizabetha Sophia Ferez. And I can wow. only remember that because it's fucking long as shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. So I, I totally, yeah. So it's different when you go to a place and they don't understand. Like, no, I have several middle names. Right. Oh, well, which one is your middle and which one is your last? All these names in the middle are the middle name. They're middle names. Right. And y'all don't have a category or section for that. So, because my ID looked, <laughs> sorry, that's our roommate pages. Um, also, I have to give you a copy. We are all in like Northeast DC. So North there's planes. Beast. Yeah, there's there's planes and choppers and you know uh, ambulances and stuff. Please don't be alarmed. We, you know, if you live in a, a place where those things don't exist, uh, we have them around here pretty pretty often. Um, but yeah, basically the DMV, the MVA was saying, yeah, we have your name here under you know, the last two names being hyphenated. And I'm like, no, all these names are my middle name except the last one. Mm. So they made me go get my birth certificate. Wow. So I could prove that. How much time did this whole uh, situation take? It took weeks. I mean, okay. you know how it's hard to get. Now, on voting day, you just don't get to vote. Yeah, you just don't get to vote. That's and that's bureaucracy for you. Right. That's red tape for you. Right, right. Yeah, right. I just, you know, so... Um, you know, I guess which you know we could we could parlay into all kind of different different right. Things, so so with that though, right? So Venezuela having some of the most fair elections uh, that have been you know observed by many many parties. You're talking about a situation now where we're being told that this person who won upwards of like we're not talking about like the ridiculous Saddam Hussein numbers. Like we're like you've won ninety five percent of the vote. Right. It's like what what the what right right. You're talking about a realistic number, right? Where this uh, who who are we talking about now? We're talking about Maduro, uh, who won like 
over 60% of the vote, right. right? Not 70, not some ridiculous amount, but but clearly a will of the mandate type of the uh, mandate of the people type uh, affirmation of vote. And we're being told that like this guy is illiter- he's illegitimate. Well, that's just like the, the whole thing where regime regime change has become such something that's so open, you know, like right. we go into Libya, regime regime change, right. you know, you want regime regime right. sorry, I can't say regime right, but <laughs> regime yeah, yeah, change yeah. in Syria, you know, you go into all these places because you want to remove the people that are you know, popularizing these right. ideas that you don't want to be popular in the United States or for whatever, you know, right. ridiculous capitalist reasons that you have. Venezuela has a lot of oil. Um, but you want to make sure that the pe- the government the, is The friendly. number one largest reserves in the world? Yeah, number one or it. two, something like that? It's in a t- it's up there. You know so it's saying? a piggy bank waiting to be broke. Right. <laughs> when you get to Iraq, I mean, talk about Yemen. I mean, they're all yeah. wars that don't really exist for any reason other than it benefits now, our Now, that's interest. interesting to me because you're giving me perspective that I didn't have. I thought Yemen was more about um, that these guys are uh, like, what, Houthi? Uh, they are... They're not. I mean, it's it's. I didn't think they were super oil rich. Like I know the whole Gulf is like banging, well, but like no, no, no. Well, I they're think, not like yeah, but talk. Saudi Arabia is, and so it's in Saudi Arabia's interest. That's mm. why the United States is there because they're in they're in it for Saudi Arabia's interest. Got you. So what I'm saying is, even when it's not clear in right, the right, immediate right, right, right. goal, talking you know, about human rights fucking violations, right? Jesus, man. <laughs> you, you don't even have conversations about Yemen. It's right. like it doesn't exist, and that's because. That's because there's not an actual reason that we're there other right. than we're, you know, creating a Well, they're conflict. a client state. Saudi Arabia is a, cl- a client state, right? right? And this is a term that, again, right, is not a, something that most people would know client about. Client state? You said client, client state. state. So right, those break are, that down, baby. Those are countries that are uh, obligated or have some type of alliance with another larger patron state and they buy things from them, Right. Saudi is so flush with oil money. They're one of our number one patron states. They're a client state. They buy all kinds of things from us. I mean, that's what that's what uh, the president talks about all the time. Y'all's president. You know what I'm saying? Cheeto, <laughs> Cheeto Mussolini. Shout out to Cheeto Mussolini. Yeah, old Donnie J. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, he's just all about like, well, you know, I mean, I mean you, they, got, they buy our stuff. You know, hundreds of billions of dollars of stuff. Right? What the fuck you think Yemen hey, boy? That was a, a foot in the ass. <laughs> That was a good impression too. <laughs> Yo, you're multi talented, man. Nah, it's, it's true. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I think that's the whole thing is when I was bringing up, you know what I'm saying, the the conversation with Russia, mm-hmm. you know, impeding or whatever in, in our elections. Right. America impedes on everybody's election. Like, we'll literally overthrow your guy. Like, yeah. even if he won, like, nah, we don't like him. Pick again. You're like, so, you know what? It, uh, what, what is it? It's like, um, it's like uh, Joe Pesci in Casino when he's uh, playing 21. Hit me. <laughs> you take that fucking card and you stick it up your fucking ass. Vote again. <laughs> Yo. You take that fucking president and stick him up your ass. Vote again. I did not know we were getting the Mo Man impression hour. I love it, bro. <laughs> I'm totally here for it. Yeah, but I mean, okay. <clears throat> I, I, I just want to hammer this point home so much because it's like this reactionary world that we live mm. in. And we all, we both, and I'm sure y'all listening too, you could be one of these people or you could hang out with them where it's like the activists that are super cool with the status quo all the time. Right. And whatever the news is talking about, right. they hop on. You know, the people who like, well, think about think about how many liberals, right, are like all in for this Venezuela. Like, so let's assume let's assume everything they say is right. Let's take that jump. Let's say that Maduro uh, really doesn't represent the will of the people. Like, say he ran against somebody, uh, but more people voted for <clears throat> someone other than him. Uh, but somehow he ended up <clears throat> president anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, and people decided that those elections were not fair, and then just decided. Someone from Congress from the minority party should win. That would have been in 2016. Mm. Like someone just saying, okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and make, uh, what's her name out of California? You asking me about oh, the, no the the third wave white feminist lover, man. They're like, they're like, oh my God, she shaded him out. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh God. Nancy, we are cap, we're capitalists. Nancy uh, Pelosi. Yeah, even like, It'd if, be like making her the president. Like, and then like, and then right, China, and then right. China is sending her like AIDS packages to be like, you know, the nation of China recognizes the uh, voting irregularities that happened in the United States, and we've decided that uh, Nancy Pelosi is the the president, and we're gonna give her aid, and we're gonna allow her to determine executive power. 
And that's, I'm so glad you brought that up in, in terms of contrasting with how it would look like in the United States government, because as a person who's been outside of the country many, 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 many times and, you know, have lived there for significant amounts of time as well, um, you know, the world, the, the, the fact that we live in the United States, you know, and we watch the United States do all right. these different things to other people and you right. live in this bubble when you're, it, we, that's not a bubble that any other country lives in. Right. It's American exceptionalism, right? right? Fat. There you go. So that, that, was, that I was getting that, to that. That time takes about. us to another thing, right? So, like, I think about something that uh, not a lot of people know is going on. Is there is a uh, there is a Chinese executive from the country, uh, the company. I'm gonna ma- massacre this word, but Huawei, who uh, most Americans have never even heard of this company, but they're bigger than Apple. They're bigger than Apple. And they smell. They sell smartphones and they're like leading this 5g wave and all of that and this woman is essentially a chief financial officer that'd be like i don't know who is even the chief like you're uh, essentially you do the books for like amazon right yeah and she was in canada and was like kidnapped right or not i'm sorry the state can't kidnap she was uh arrested (laughs) yeah and held against her will while she was state of canada right now this is a chinese executive Right, right. There's a Chinese executive um, that was just, you know, she was there, right? And she's being held to be extradited because we feel like, our country feels like the, the things that uh, this company makes could potentially be used for, like, spyware, right? So, like, her name, what's her name? Her name is, um, uh, again, I'm gonna, uh, Meng Wanzhou, right? And where, where that becomes super funny is... People notice it and they, they make jokes about it. There was a joke right now in um, at some trade uh, thing where like the dude from Highway, he was an executive and he jokes and he goes, prism, prism on the wall. Who knows the most of all? And if y'all don't know who that is, ask Edward Snowden. <laughs> yeah. This is a Chinese yeah. executive like truly flexing. Yeah. Truly flexing. Like, oh, y'all acting like we, we the ones that's capturing all of the world's data? Y'all acting like we the one spying on people? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the same thing you were talking about with American exceptionalism. And it's all. exactly that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I think the main, the main thing that I, I just really want to drive across in this, just in this segment is you got to look at all, you have to look, just stop looking at America with this lens that they're trying to get it right that they right. want to get there and you know the people who who are big for voting for democrats and all those things I'm I'm not here to shame anybody I'm just saying like you have to assume at all moments the american government is doing something worse forward <laughs> with the interest of the american government and not even that you you just right, you, right, get, right. you get to look back and say all, like the 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 people who are leading a lot of the efforts in venezuela and the government you know are the same people that were dealing you know, with the Contras, I mean, and the, and the things that right. were going on in the Reagan era. Literal death squads that sold Thank you. cocaine, cocaine, right? Jim, James Webb, right? And he, he yeah, committed suicide, committed, air quotes, air quotes, if you can see. Committed suicide yeah. after exposing the Contras role in bringing crack cocaine. I mean, we don't even have to go that far back. We can talk about the Clintons and Alec and, and locking people up in the well, military you know, industrial complex. I, I lived in Arkansas for a number of years. Oh, yeah. And like, that was the whole thing. Like, Bill Clinton's brother, George Clinton. How a white dude had the audacity to name himself George Clinton? I feel like we should just strike it from That's the record. Just, just, we just gonna act like that don't even, that ain't even a real thing. We but like, call him GC. He was a known, or, <clears throat> I'm sorry, he was suspected. I would, I would never like to slander the, the Clintons. Uh, uh, they won't know. let you into their airport. Rest, rest in peace, Vince Foster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the brother was like in jail for like drugs. Like I, and the, the the scuttlebutt on the street was, in the hood was always like he was he was the the weed kingpin. Dang, I can either confirm nor deny these heinous yeah. allegations. I do know he was in jail for drugs. Yeah. So what I'm saying, I mean, you don't have to go. I mean, you can go to. I mean. You can go to so many. You can go to the Obama administration, you know, right, and right, have right, a conversation right. about what went on happen in, in Libya and what happened in Syria and well, Afghanistan, right? Afghanistan, I mean, what's still, you know, what's still uh, basically. I mean, we can't even get into Afghanistan. I'm not going to get into that, but you know, like there's well, just so c- many. Consider examples. the irony of like something we're being told where we're talking about an organization, uh, a, 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 a state like the Taliban, right? Where these guys won't even let you have a beer. 
Right? They, they, like, am I wrong? Like, they'll kill you if you want to drink beer. Like, they're that fundy with it. Um, yeah, unless they're doing it. Okay, see, that's what I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's I like mean, for me, it's hard to believe though that someone that's that strict would then, you know, be like the world opium kingpins. Like, it's hard for me to believe that. Yeah, I mean, people got to survive how they got to survive, right? I can see someone right now. Yeah, I mean, well, look, I, you got to. I mean, look at the terrain of Afghanistan, mm. bro. Look yeah, how right. many, look how many people who came into that region over the last, you know, couple of millennia, mm. I guess, all come to those desert mountains and right, go. Right. Well, we can't even get through this shit. I mean, we can't even we can't even make our way through across it. There's so many. Yeah, like, I mean, Afghanistan is the there. is the break is the breaker of empires, bro. Like Napoleon, not Napoleon, I'm lying. Uh, the, the British Empire broke itself there. Um, I think Napoleon did have battles in Afghanistan. I can't remember for sure. Uh, I know for a fact Alexander the Great did. Right. He, he broke his empire there. I mean, you can talk about the Ottomans. The, I mean, there's so right. many people that the came. Soviets broke yeah. their broke their empire there. I mean, they was fighting a war with Afghanistan with with our Afghanistan with our help. By right, the way, right, have you right, ever right. seen um, uh, God, what was that movie? <laughs> Rocky Three, bro. Remember? <laughs> no, not Rocky Three. I'm lying. Uh, Rambo Three. Rambo three, right, they, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocky three was a war of a different sort. I was like, dang, Mr. T from <laughs> Afghanistan, bro. Damn. <laughs> nah, he is south side of uh, Chicago. Yo, yo, true Rex. story, man. Like, again, one of the places I used to live was Chicago. And I always had a story about like one of my uncles. He was always a wild one, bro. Like, he was always getting into fights and going to bars and just doing dumb shit. I remember a time he went to a bar in the South Side and he got his ass kicked by Mr. T because he was a bouncer before he was an actor. Hey. And he was like, use an ugly motherfucker. And he got his ass whooped. And it's like, shout out to the uncle that's real enough to admit that Mr. T can whooped your you, ass. Can I ask you a question and just you completely may. flip from this particular, I mean, I'm with uh, parlay it. here. But, I'm with it. Um, what would have happened if Mr. T would have walked into the bar that Liam Neeson was at <laughs> when he was looking around for uh, so, someone to whoop? Man, he would have looked for the next one, man. Fuck that <laughs> right. shit. Motherfuckers choose a shot, man. Fuck Liam Neeson, man. Like, well, you know, this shows the, the extent of his heart that he's willing to admit that this is what he felt. What the fuck? What the fuck is you talking about? This yeah. dude said he walked around the streets with a, with a cudgel, a fucking cudgel, looking to wallop a Negro. The black bastard. (laughs) This was like 2019 when he called black people. Hey, this is the Matrix, bro. Anything is anything is possible. Green Book can win. Macklemore can win. Man, you know people can be applauded. Liam Neeson is definitely in Twelve White Men. (laughs) Right, he probably gonna win an Oscar now. (laughs) So so wait, we got Gary Oldman, we got Liam Neeson. (laughs) Man, what can we get all? Let's get all the white dudes in there. Twelve white men. Get John Travolta up in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think they want to work with him because he all Scientology and shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, he kept it on the G, like unlike Tom Cruise. But well, I I mean, I know that's your boy. Oh, I do love Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Every movie. I did not see that Mummy movie, but oh, it was super bad, bro. Yeah, I mean, I heard heard it was super bad. When Brendan, when we look fondly back on the days of Brendan Fraser, (laughs) oh, oh, actually, actually, since we're talking about Tom Cruise and Ronald Reagan, the movie that you need to watch is American Made. Have we? Did we watch that one together? No, 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 no. It's it's about the he's a he's a he's a a dope kingpin, right? He is he is hired by the U. This is okay. He is hired by the United States government. Mm. To supply weapons and training to the Contras who are actually not trying to fight. So what he does, instead of bringing them, um, you know, just bringing the weapons, he delivers the weapons, they sell the weapons, and then they give him drugs (laughs) so he can come back. That's where Colombia comes in. Yo, yo, and who's, who's, that's the, that's the other, that's the the other strong force, right? Colombia is supposed to be this great force of demise. Like, it's the number, like, Medellin is still the most dangerous city in the world, bro. Like, they literally kidnap niggas there and, and, like, hostages. What the fuck is shit is that? Chop up the bodies, man. You know what I'm saying? That's how the world but, works, hey, bro. Hey, these are the guys that are bringing democracy into <laughs> Venezuela, dude. This shit is laughably you. sad. All right. So, All right. so I have... Um, I that's have, today's news that's, on Woke That's shit. today's news on Woke Shit. Um, I just, once again... Uh, email email us any questions that you have at Exit the Matrix Podcast. Yeah, topics you'd like us to talk about. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. hit a- us up. Follow us on Instagram at Matrix Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Matrix Podcast. Um, you know, yeah, you can follow our. I guess our w- regular. W- w- oh, hey, we ain't got to say that anymore. I'm showing that I'm an old ass Gen X type motherfucker. <laughs>
You know what I'm oh, I mean, exitthematrixpodcast.com. Yeah, no, yeah, the oh, and Facebook. Are we on Facebook? Yep, Exit okay. the Matrix. It's so funny that Exit the Matrix Podcast. is on the Matrix. You know? Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Um, so I guess before I got out of here, um, there was two things that I think I wanted to discuss. Oh, here we go. Okay. So this is gonna be our our the last segment that we have is gonna be a rapid fire. It's gonna be called "Fuck Yous and Shoutouts." Well done, well done. So yeah, this is basically where we just get the "fuck yous" off of our chest, you know, and then we bring in the love with the shoutouts. So we're just gonna rapid fire these. Um, moment, go. You want to go first? Fuck Cheeto Mussolini. Fuck him. Fuck Dana White. Fuck student debt. Fuck Amazon.com. Fuck people afraid to shop in the hood. Fuck Elliot Abrams. Fuck the Confederacy and all of its children. And fuck the parent organization of the restaurant chain, Kava. Yo, shout-outs? Shout-outs. What you got? Shout-outs. Oh, man. I have my shout-outs. I got to give a big shout-out to uh, to my little sister, a watch of Tef, you know? she's Man. she's she, Yeah, she, she's about to dye my hair. Um, we got to go full white, you know? I got the, the platinum blonde right now. I mean, this nigga, y'all can't see us, but I promise you, this nigga is a Targaryen, <laughs> yeah, yo. Yeah, you know, we got Targaryen just out here, you know? Oh, Jewels on the breastplate, but yeah. Fucking fire and blood and shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> yo, shout-out to, uh, shout to the motherfucking hood. Uh, shout out Northeast DC, man. Shout out DC in general, DMV, the whole area, Maryland, Virginia, all the way up to Baltimore, Richmond. You know, just shout out to the people, man. Shout out to this little bitty in Kansas City. What's up? Yep. And, uh, shout out to, uh, Cakin' on Air. Hey, (laughs) if I can't have my cake and eat it too, what the fuck is the point of having a fucking cake? No, that's facts. That's facts. I want to eat my cake. So, um, what we want you to do is we want you to send your... Uh, shout outs and your fuck yous to exitthematrixpodcast.com. Follow us on Matrix Podcast. And you can also send them directly to exitthematrixpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I said that's what I said in the beginning, right? Mm, yes. Okay. Well, it's good that you said it again because I love your voice. You have a sexy voice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's what we got for you today. I think we're going to get into some Indian food and maybe some Mortal Kombat Man, after this. Make it happen. All right. It happen. So, yeah, this is our first episode, you know, and bow it. Exit the Matrix. Yo, yo, wait, wait, wait. Oh, what we got left? Shout out to all the motherfuckers that made it all the way through all of our long-winded rants and shit, yes. bro. Yes. I'm low-key they loved it, though. We eloquent, <laughs> but we loquacious, though. It's a vocabulary word, you know what I'm saying? Let's put it in the glossary, man. Man, so what happens? You get a bunch of poets on the motherfucking mic. What's up? Yeah. All right. Deuces, y'all. Have Love. a good one. Bow. Holla.